From KTOL, I'm Katie Anastas with a look at local and statewide news. Senator Jesse Keel and Representative Andy Story have introduced a pair of bills that would more than double the amount of aid Alaska can give out to people affected by disasters. Keel, a Juneau Democrat, says the bill was prompted by recent disasters like the 2020 Beach Road landslide in Haines and last summer's glacial outburst flood in Juneau. I've seen uh, now a couple of disasters in my district and looked at others around the state, and I've seen just how much more we need to do to help Alaskans. Many recent Alaska disasters didn't qualify for federal help. That put more pressure on the state to provide relief to people whose homes were damaged or destroyed. For now, state aid to homeowners maxes out at just over $20,000. Both the Senate and House versions of the new bill would bump that to $50,000. We'll never be able to afford as a state to cover it all, and this doesn't replace insurance. But so many of these disasters aren't things you can actually get insurance to protect yourself from. Landslide insurance isn't available in Alaska, and Juneau's glacial outburst flood hit areas that were not in an official flood zone. Many affected homeowners didn't have flood insurance. Keel says the flood also showed how some homeowners were excluded from state aid. Under state law, homeowners associations have to share the cost of disaster repairs, but their individual members don't qualify for aid. So when Juneau's glacial outburst flood damaged the Riverside condos, residents had to pay for more than a million dollars of repair work out of pocket. And so the bill fixes that. It says if the damage was because of uh, the disaster, you can use your disaster assistance for your share of that shared responsibility. Last year, Alaska had three declared disasters, the Juneau outburst flood, spring flooding around the Yukon and Kuskokwim rivers, and the deadly landslide in Wrangell. And climate change is making destructive disasters more common. 2023 was a record year for billion-dollar disasters around the country. That's increasing demand for federal aid. Story, a Juneau Democrat, says that's part of why the state needs to step up. Both lawmakers say they hope at least one version of the bill will pass this session. Free public Wi-Fi downtown, increased bus service to the Mendenhall Valley, and studying Juno's humpback whales are among the projects proposed to be funded by fees paid by cruise ship passengers each year. City tourism manager Alex Pierce says residents have until March 25th to give feedback on those proposals. That helps the assembly make their final decision on this budget and how we ensure that these funds that are designed to be used for improvements for visitor services and passengers can be leveraged to benefit the community as a whole. The city collects a $5 fee from each cruise ship passenger that comes to Juneau. Those fees can go toward funding projects that serve visitors and ease tourism impacts on locals. With an expected 1.65 million passengers visiting Juneau this summer, City leaders expect $21.5 million in revenue will be generated from those fees. Every year, the city asks Juneau residents to submit proposals on what projects they want to see funded. Other proposed projects include bigger infrastructure investments, like putting $5 million toward offering more shore power to cruise ships, and marine park improvements, along with funding boosts for police and ambulance support. Most projects that are funded by marine passenger fees are typically downtown near the waterfront area. Other parts of town are eligible, like the Mendenhall Valley near the glacier, but they need to be popular with visitors. 
In a 2019 settlement agreement with Cruise Lines International Association Alaska, limits on how the city uses the funds were put into place. Some projects require approval by the tourism industry. We can do activities that serve the visitor industry um, within mapped zones. And then outside of those zones, we need to negotiate um, with, with the industry on how we use these fees. The public comment period on the proposed projects closes March 25th. After that, the Assembly Finance Committee will review the proposals, public comments, and the city manager's recommended list. Then the Assembly will decide which projects to fund during the spring budget cycle. Flingit civil rights leader Elizabeth Paratrovich helped bring an end to discrimination in Alaska in 1945. Days after she spoke at the Alaska Territorial Legislature's House and Senate debates, the state designated February 16th as Elizabeth Paratrovich Day. To celebrate the day this year, Wrangell's traditional dancers and elders recorded dances for a statewide audience on television. KSDK's Colette Zarnicki has more. Over a dozen dancers and elders congregate inside Chief Sheikh's tribal house to practice for the Elizabeth Paradovich Day celebration. They are the Wrangell Johnson O'Malley Kotzleiton dancers and elders. Some also belong to the Alaska Native Brotherhood and the Alaska Native Sisterhood. I'll introduce myself in Clinket. Tsut Sun Tla, Yuhat Duasak, Chak Nakatsati, Shtakin Kwan Ayahat. My name is Sandy Churchill. I was born and raised in Wrangell. I belong to the Eagle Clan. And I am chairing the Elizabeth Pradovich virtual event. It's been a while since we've really had a good celebration for Elizabeth Pradovich, so she deserves it. Practice begins and the group goes over the dances. Virginia Oliver, who helps lead the dances, introduces the set. Raven told us why we dance. We dance in appreciation. They talk about the songs for the recording. One is about working together, the Soapberry song. Oliver instructs the dancers on what to do. Go like this with your spoon and your cup. Tap, 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 tap. You're waiting for me as Soapberries to rise. She acknowledges the virtual guests who were expected to be at the ceremony virtually. They include U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski, State Representative Dan Ortez, ANB and ANS Grand Camp Officers, Sea Alaska Heritage Institute, Southeast Landless Representatives, Lance Twitchell, a professor of Native Languages, Arts, and Sciences, and the Paradovich family. After the dance, Oliver says they might do a little love song for Elizabeth Paradovich. After much debate on what to do, they settle on the box song. It represents opening the box for Paradovich. Make the box, make show the little girls how to do it. Boys don't do it, but girls do. Emma Frost, an elder, returned to Wrangell two years ago from Oregon when her husband passed away. She dances with the group and says the closeness of the tribe is what makes her feel like she belongs. 
She thinks of her ancestors when she dances. When I dance, I think I'm dancing for my, my mom, my dad, my brother, grandmother. Another dancer, Arthur Larson, explains that during some of their dances, the guys go down by the fire pit and the girls and women stay above. My name Arthur Larson. My uh, Tlingit name is Kokyets, means young eagle. And... The way I'm a descendant to uh, Auntie Elizabeth is my grandma Sarah. His grandmother, Sarah, was a Paradovich. She got married to Larson's grandfather and they moved to Wrangell. Larson says he found out later in life that Elizabeth Paradovich was his aunt. I didn't know that she was my auntie until I got older. Anyway, it was about 20... 2013 when I started singing and dancing. I never knew any songs or anything, didn't even know how to dance. He says that before they went to the regional Southeast Gathering celebration in 2013, Virginia Oliver said she had something that belonged to Larson's family. It was his grandmother's tunic that Oliver found at a garage sale for 20 bucks. It was found in the wall of his grandma's old house in Wrangell. I got the uh, tunic back. Me and my mom were at my house, and Virginia brought it up, and we all got a group hug, and we started blubbering, and tears were coming out, and they were happy tears, but anyway, my mom handed it to me, said, you take care of this. So now I found my grandma dancing with it, and and now I found out that Elizabeth Bradovich, my auntie, I'm pretty proud Indian. Larson says that there's a lot to his clinket culture. He didn't know how much when he first started, but he remembers hearing drums and songs when he was on the boat as a little kid. He says he wishes he got to meet his Aunt Elizabeth and his great-grandfather, Chief Shakes the Seventh. In Wrangell, I'm Colette Zarnicki.